Hey guys, how you doing? JP Saricolia here, and welcome to another episode of H of Heroes, my podcast for those who are watching this in YouTube, and for those who are listening through the different platforms, welcome and thank you for taking the time. Now, let me ask you this. What is nostalgia? Is nostalgia important uh, for us as geeks, as supporters of uh, pop culture, uh, for any franchise? Is, is it good as... Uh, as, as people involved in different hobbies, is it good for us? Is it good for gaming? Is it good for collectibles? Is it good for movies? Is it good for anything? Uh, well, in this episode, I really want to explore that. I want to explore the question, and I want to really find the answer, or at least try to find an opinion or share my opinion in regards to it, because I think that there is a lot in it that definitely needs, uh, needs some answers. So we will discuss that today. So the, the reason why I'm asking is this is because in recent, uh, I would say for a while, uh, recent months perhaps, uh, uh, but it's always something that I've been thinking for, for a while, like probably years. Uh, and, you know, I, I really want to know, I really want to really find the answer to this because I, I think we all have the question. You know, we all understand what nostalgia is. And if we don't understand that, well, we can go to the dictionary and we can actually find at least the description of it and we can determine that. We need to determine that first. So if I go to the dictionary, uh, you, you can. there's many ways you can Google it. And when you Google it, there's so many different, uh, I would say, interpretations and meanings of it, but they're all kind of the same. But I want to read three of them that I find myself, uh, that I feel that they, they kind of encompass the, the meaning uh, of the reasoning behind the word nostalgia. And, and the first first one I would use the Oxford University Dictionary. They have this. It's a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically uh, for a period or place with happy personal associations. Well, that's a really nice way to express what nostalgia is all about. But that's not the only uh, place I'm going, I want to use. We can also use the Cambridge uh, Dictionary. And it has uh, almost the same thing, but it's a bit different. It says a feeling of pleasure and sometimes slight sadness at the same time as you think about things that happened in the past. So here, it's not only talking about uh, the, I would say, the emotional ecstasies that comes with thinking about those things that we associate uh, of happy moments, uh, I would say, from the past of our childhood. It's also talked about a little bit of sadness and longing um, and, you know, uh, I, I would say regret that we don't we we don't see that those things anymore. And finally, I'm going to use a Merriam-Webster, which is a very common dictionary, uh, uh, very easy to find. But this one, it says uh, describing the definition of nostalgia versus the state of being homesick. So also when we are homesick, we also express nostalgia, but also it says the second part is a wistful, same as the others, or excessively sentimental yearning for return to or of some past period of irrecoverable condition. So we want to go back to something that we will never be able to achieve. So these are definitely interesting definitions when you come to think of them. Uh, one is saying, well, is this longing for things of the past? And the second one is talking, in this case, Cambridge is saying that it's also accompanied by some type, some sense of sadness that we don't have that anymore. And the third one, it's talking about that we are longing uh, this wistful sentiment for something that for a time or a period, but something that is, you know, a situation that is never going to happen again. That's what the word means, that you cannot recover anymore. 
so all these different expressions that really define what nostalgia is, and of course, this podcast is not uh, linguistic. We're not trying to be linguistic about or separate the meaning of words or anything like that. But um, the, the reason why I'm uh, asking the question and the reason why I want to find the answer, at least for, you know, to express that, you know, because I have thought about it for so long. Uh, is the, 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 the reason that sometimes as people, of course, we all as people, we associate some things. So the things we do are associated with things of the past. For example, I'm going to use myself as an example. This channel, everything I do is definitely a, rep it's a representation of me. And here, of course, I talk about uh, comic books. I talk about collectibles that are always associated with comic books or things of pop culture, uh, toy lines, uh, cartoons, movies. I talk about things that I, many, most of those things that I do nowadays are reflection of my upbringing, of course. These are reflections of things that I love, passions that I have. You know, I, as a kid, I read so many comic books. I'm a big fan of anything that is comic book related. The movies that I love, I enjoy the most are related to that. You know, so uh, the, the collectibles, the things that I collect, toys, statues, all of that related to characters that I grew up. As many of you know, I'm a big Marvel fan. I think I'm a bigger uh, Marvel fan than a DC fan, although I'm a DC fan as well. So I collect those things that actually uh, bring those memories of my childhood, of good times growing up, reading comics. Remember as a child reading the comics at home, uh, watching those 80s cartoons and 70s cartoons and all those wonderful cartoons of the past. And, you know, remembering good times and thinking about those dates of the back in the day in the arcades where I used to go to the arcades and play arcades and, you know, all these great games. And now, of course, now when we come to think of things nowadays, things have changed and everything is different you know comic books the only way to get comics was going and buying physically nowadays you can read in digitally you know movies we didn't get too many movies a year but those movies were uh you know we talk about them for forever you know like star wars star wars you know was they had it in the theater for years it was there you know we were watching it over and over and over and we never got tired of it. And nowadays, you know, there's a new movie every week. You know, the amount of new movies and releases and stuff and reboots and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, the, the, the movies are, you know, they have more CGI, more special effects. There's a lot of money invested in it. So, technically, in the, from a technical standpoint, are better than before. Uh, cartoons, you know, back in the day, we loved those cartoons. We watch them over and over the same episodes time and time and time again. Nowadays, of course, you know, we have moved from cartoons. Cartoons are still there. There's cartoons, but people are moving into other things of entertainment like gaming. You know, gaming was totally different back in the day. You remember playing Atari and all those things. We were so entertained playing the thing, the same, the same levels over and over and trying to finish it because they were so hard, hard as nails. But nowadays, you know, it's like the games have become this this world where you interact with people, in, you know, in vast arenas where you can do so many things. It's such a, a such a wonderful world. There's so many different worlds, so many different communities playing different games, whether it's RPGs, whether it's, uh, you know, personal shooters or whether there's anything, you know, first person shooters or any other type of uh, community. You know, people are so involved with, in, in some different communities. You can interact with people. So definitely we live in, in better times if you come to think of it from a technical standpoint, from technology. Knowledge, from, from the point of technology, yes, times are better, there's more stuff than ever before, there's more entertainment than ever before, 
there's more more access to things than ever before. I've always made these comparisons about the past. I think the past was better, but also I see it from my perspective of a person that associate those moments with happy times as a kid, where in reality there was not much to worry about. There was nothing, no sense that I need to to do this or to do that. I don't really have bills to pay. I don't have to worry about, you know, putting kids through college. I don't have to worry about, you know, paying a mortgage. I don't have to worry about all those things that now are part of my life as an adult. And as an adults, we have that, you know, we have to work, we have to, you know, provide for our families. We have insurances to pay. We have to think about retirement. So all of those things as a kid, you didn't have to think about none of those things. So of course, you know, you, you worry only about the things that really matter. Yes. You went to school. Yes. You did all the things kids did but at the end of the day you know your entertainment was kind of like this little world and used to associate those things associate comics with my father there's one that introduced me to them and spending some good time reading comics and enjoying those shows I, I you know i associate you know all those things the toy lines you know collecting the toys masters of the universe transformers gi joes all of them to those moments playing with my brother spending time with my friends you know talking about him i associate video games when the time i spend with friend, a friend's house or my cousin's house playing mario or atari and playing all these little games, you know, stay, staying there for hours watching, you know, you know, going to the arcades and eating pizza and all that kind of stuff. So all of those things we associate. And, uh, of course, those are our memories, our golden days. And, you know, I go through so many groups. I'm a member of so many different groups, whether there is comics, uh, whether there is, uh, you know, gaming, whether there is uh, whatever. And most of them, they had a nostalgic feel. And people always talk about nostalgia. And that's something that we share and we, we express. And the reason why I collect statues is because it brings those memories. That's expression. Those, you know, figures, you know, the statues, the poses, all of that. I remember this character's growing up and how impactful they were to my life. So definitely those are things that are really important. However, I feel that sometimes nostalgia outweighs so much of the reality of things that we don't see the bad and we also, everything is good. We don't see the flaws of things. So when we try to compare things to the present, of course, you know, nostalgia wins. And uh, we always say, well, the things in the past were better than the things now. Uh, Star Wars was better back in the day. The original trilogy was a masterpiece. That's what we say. And the, this trilogy is just sucks you know it's a bad it's terrible we think about transformers you know by growing up the cartoons and now we think well transformers now they're terrible you know the michael bay movies are terrible and you know there's a degree of it i'm not gonna say that they're not old masterpieces today but when we are not i would say as objective to it because we are looking at things through the prism of the past through the prism of nostalgia and that becomes our lens. Well, we see the world through those lenses about what is comfortable for us, uh, like comfort food. You know, you grew up eating certain things. You know, you're always going to go back to those things that you grew up eating because it brings memories of you at home with your mom or with your dad where he took you out to eat this particular hamburger joint and you used to eat these little hamburgers and when you go back to eat them years later you realize they were not that great you know well things change of course you know cooks change there's different cooks different methods of cooking you know even the restaurant chains they kind of change the way they do their recipes but at the end of the day it's still the same product you know but we see things in a different light of course now as we get older older we can be more you know if we are open-minded we can see things for for the, what they really were and also their flaws 
And it's something that happens everywhere. And I see it all the time, you know, and in every single aspect of my life. And as we get older, I think we become more stoic and more, um, I would say, close-minded about things. We we see the world in a one way. We don't want to change that because that's what we have done for many, many years. And we just stuck in the same circle and the same mindset, and we don't want to change our ways. You know, I remember as a teenager, I was like always fighting the, you know, I was a teenager that was rebellious. I wanted to fight the world. Everything I wanted just, you know, my question, I question everything. But as I get older, as you start growing up and living life and going through all of that, you realize that, you know, being rebellious in life or always challenging everything doesn't mean that everything is going to work that way or it's going to give any type of pleasure. Sometimes you have to align yourself with the system. And honestly, it is hard for, a, you know, when you're young to accept that. But once you get older, you realize that actually life is a simple matter. It's simple. You know, it's about finding happiness sometimes in the simple things. But the same happens, I would say, with entertainment in the sense that if we want things to remain one way, but there's no growth in our lives if we're not willing to accept that not everything was perfect in the past, not everything that we enjoy in the past was perfect, not all the comic artists that we love were actually good comic artists, or they also have flaws and they also have limitations, that a nine-year-old or seven-year-old or 12-year-old, 15-year-old vision of the world is certainly different from the vision of somebody in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and so on. There are life changes. Uh, our vision of things changes over time because we see things in a new perspective. However, that only depends a lot also if we are, we are willing to accept that and we are willing to grow in the process and actually see the things for what they are and enjoying things for actually for what they truly are. Like for example, I'm going to use example with Star Wars. I've been reviewing stuff with Star Wars. If you haven't watched my channel, you don't follow the channel on YouTube, I'm about you to do it. Uh, this last week of the over the weekend, I review The Rise of Skywalker, which I think is a fantastic film. I also review The Mandalorian. I have no problems with the Star Wars uh, universe, the new trilogy. I have no problems. Yes, it's not perfect. But if I go back and I review, I would say, in the original trilogy, which to me is the standard of Star Wars, what really cemented everything, which I'm always going to, for me, the nostalgia part of it, uh, my nostalgic view are, is going to embrace those movies as the best uh, and as the standard. But when I come to think of it from a, an objective point of view, I realize they weren't perfect. They had limitations. They were not the best thing ever. They were for the time. At least they were the, something different and new. And we enjoy them so much. And we watch them over and over and over. And they create, it was a cathartic experience just to watch them and, you know, to, to collect the toys and even read those comics back in the day, the old comics, all of that. It was an experience that it was, it took everything by storm and it was good. But of course, you know, everything has to evolve. Of course, nowadays we have, you know, we also have the prequels, which I, I was not really a big fan. I was younger and I never really considered them as good. I was younger. Now I can see them in a better light and I see the pluses on them and also the negatives, but I can appreciate it more than I did when I watched them the first time. So well, now that I'm older, a lot older with this new trilogy, of course, now I see things even more with more maturity and I can say that they're not bad. It, it, this is the thing. If I go to the movie theater, I don't go just to judge things out. I'm trying to figure it out, you know, in a snubby type of way, what is best and trying to find out what is the problem that I'm not going to be able to fix. The movies are made the way they are and I just have to enjoy them. 
but also to see the good. You know, not saying that they're perfect, but have enjoy every film. But of course, you know, I see that a lot of people are throwing a lot of, you know, shame and hate and shade and all that kind of stuff uh, online because they don't like him and they feel they need to express their opinion, of course, on the, the, I would say, the banner of free expression and free speech. But bottom line is that there is no, I would say, you know, there's no concise, I would say, opinion. There's no something that encompasses everyone, particularly in a franchise like Star Wars. You know, people are going to see things differently in so many different ways. The same, and, and I'm using that as an example, you know, because I feel that um, sometimes people, in the end of this discussion, arguments with people, you know, some people see things with nostalgia and they just want to do that. And the nostalgia can go back not only for the people that saw the original. I, I've seen this a lot. People that not only that watch the originals are embracing that as the only thing Star Wars, but also people that have grown, which are a lot younger, and they're, I would say, 20s. Um, they grew up with the, in this case, the watching as kids the the prequels. Now they embracing them as the best thing that ever happened to Star Wars. To them, that was their thing, and they're the ones that are more vocal now. I would say a lot of these millennials are more vocal about the new Star Wars uh, trilogy more than anyone else, uh, and they're the ones actually like the ones that they're going online and they just typing all like keyboard warriors. They're typing how they what they hate this or we hate that. But I've seen a lot of people, probably my age, older than I, people that actually grew up watching the originals. They they're more actually open to to say, you know what? It's not. It wasn't bad. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't. But it's not bad, you know. Because you get to a point in life where you say, you know what? You know, do I want to live on nostalgia alone, or do I want to move on? Do I want to embrace the new? And the same happens with comics. I follow so many. I'm a member of so many different groups with comics, and um, particularly comic old comics and old artists and all that stuff. And uh, I love those. I love the art. Uh, and I, I do see all the time people always criticizing comics and modern comics, always talking about that new comics are better. Well, older comics are better than newer comics. And this is, this is subjective because it's just based on our perception. And yeah, we can justify it, but you're trying to discuss that from your perspective of nostalgia. And that really, it's not good. Yes, those were what cemented comics, what really set the stage for what comics are. But also, there was a lot of, I would say, during that time, during the 70s, during the 60s, 70s, so in the 80s, there was a lot of filler and a lot of stuff that actually wasn't good. You know, they try new things, they try new things in different some genres and genres in comics, and a lot of things wasn't that great. And uh, when people say, well, comics now are horrible today, but they're referring perhaps to just to what they, they consider the only thing important, which is, you know, people that grew up only reading comics back in the day of Captain America or Spider-Man. So when they compare that to the newer Spider-Man stories, they're going to say, well, those are the worst comics that ever happened in the world. And I've talked about it, in, you know, that it's the worst thing that ever happened. But I have talked about it in this channel many times before in this podcast that actually nowadays there's a lot of new stories. There's a lot of good, you know, comic book stories for all different genres and all different things there are more comic book creators now than there ever was there are more than just simply marvel or dc you know now we have you know independent stuff not necessarily anything that has to do you know with um idw or dark horse comics or anything that has to do with image comics there's so many other publishers small publishers indie publishers and uh, there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of web comics and actually printing their own comics now we have more access in America of manga something that we never had before so there's a lot of places where you can find new stories new and fresh things and this is good 
So when people are saying, well, comics are dying, they're looking at it from the perspective of nostalgia. Yes, perhaps the genre that we grew up reading back in the day, the superhero genre, the way it was created or the way it was set up during that time is dying, but it's also evolving into something totally new and different. The same with games. Games have evolved to a point that, you know, now games, you know, there's a, a big retro community of gaming people that love the retro stuff. I love retro. I love retro a lot. I play a lot of retro stuff. Uh, I don't really stream it here, but I play it by myself. I love to play a lot of the older games or platform games, all of that, the classics. But if I come to think of it, now games, these new games that we have nowadays, they are experiences in themselves. And they're encompassing us so much. And they give us so much new things. There's a lot of great shows. You know, yes, I grew up watching some of the older shows. And I love those older shows, 70s, 80s shows on TV. But there's new stuff that is also coming through different platforms. You know, so there's new things. Now, the reason of this podcast today, and I'll come in now to the end of it, and I want to share this. This is what I want to share. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think uh, nostalgia is bad, but I do believe that there's the danger of being stuck with it, you know, to the point that all you see is that, and you don't see opportunities for more adventures and for growth. I do believe that all of us, as long as we are on this earth, we are growing and we're maturing and we are coming to, to, to different aspects of life that we never expected before. And, you know, if we come to the place where we say we just contend with the status quo, then we're never going to be able to enjoy life for more than what it is. And no matter how many hobbies you can have, have many hobbies, but none of those hobbies are going to bring full satisfaction to your life because you're stuck in the same circle and the same mindset and you're going in circles over and over, like chasing your tail, like a dog is chasing his tail. That's how well we are sometimes in life. And sometimes we have to be willing to accept things and be open to things. You know, like if I'm going to embrace this new Star Wars, I embrace Star Wars. I embrace Star Wars for what it is, you know, in the good and the bad. There are good things, there are bad things. I'm going to express my disapproval for the things that I don't like. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to just be so close-minded. I'm going to just be grumpy about it and just be an hermit and, you know, stay away from it. Because the life is going to change. There's going to be stories. I need to be willing to accept that and read the comics for what they are. I read the old comics. I love my old comics. But also, from time to time, I just venture into newer comics. You know, I venture into newer shows, TV shows that I want to watch. I venture just in the idea. I'm open just to say, you know what? I'm willing. I'm expecting. I'm just coming with no expectations, with no preconceived notions. I'm coming just to enjoy the moment. And you know what? That's what I did with, the, in this case, The Rise of Skywalker. I did not come to the movie theater with preconceived notions or try not to bring my nostalgia, you know, you know, in this case, jacket and says, you know, this is what I am. This is what needs to be. It needs to please me. No, I just came open. So I just came to enjoy the time, to have a good time. And you know what? I was pleased about it. I loved it. It was great. It wasn't perfect and it didn't have to be. Nothing in this life is perfect. The only thing is perfect. The only perfect thing in this life is God. You know, that's bottom line. God is perfect and that's the reason he's God. Beyond that, nothing will be perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No one is perfect. So nothing that is done is per perfect. Even the art, even the art, the artists, even the statues, even the comic book stories, all of that is going to have flaws and that's fine. That's actually the beauty of being human. That's the beauty of the world we live in in. So my invitation to you is through this podcast this week is to be open to something new. 
try something new. I think that's what really makes the difference. If you're willing not just to, uh, you're willing to compromise something, not saying compromise your beliefs, but compromise in some areas, in things areas that, you know, don't really need to be, actually, you don't need to be uptight about it. Actually, you will find something. You will find precious gems in the middle of the stones, in the middle of the rocks, in the middle of the desert. You'll find oasis of actually of happiness and joy. And so be open to that opportunity and definitely you will find it. And you know what? It has taken me years to really come to that realization myself because, you know, I have lived my life very uptight about a lot of things and, you know, come to realization that, you know, life is more than that and life is precious. It's short. So might as well just enjoy it for what it is and, you know, not to let it just engulf me to the point that I'm just losing grip of reality to the point that all I see is just my tiny little world in this tiny little box and I'm not open for newer things. I just want 2020 to be a year that is totally different than 2019 was or the past 41, 42 years of my life has been. But that's just my opinion. What is yours? Let me know. If you're watching this in YouTube, leave those comments below. I would like to have this conversation with you. If you're listening to the podcast through different platforms, and you can come to Facebook, you can come to Twitter, you know, the links are down below, follow me there, and uh, just let me know how you feel about it, uh, and let me know what do you think about this podcast, is this podcast something that you enjoy, uh, it's something that is building you up as a person that is giving you ideas, or, you know, having fun conversation, definitely, I would like to hear your voice, I would like to hear your opinion, so my friends, God bless, have a great week, and I'll talk to you again, bye-bye.